Hello and welcome everyone to episode 39 of the Ducky O'Brien Show. And today we have the last bit of indie games. I had some indie games come in last second. I usually don't request keys anymore, but if someone sends me a key in my email or through Keymailer, I will accept it like 95% of the time and make coverage on it. So after these set of games, I stopped accepting games because I want to take a little break and focus on making different type of content. For today, we have three games. Sunlight Scream, which is a visual novel whodunit. It has anime aesthetics and it's a murder mystery. We have Pretty Girls Escape Plus, which is a puzzle game. It's like those puzzle games where you click on the same colored adjacent blocks and then they disappear and then the rest of the blocks fall down. And then finally we have Final Stardust Cosmic Nexus. This is a very simple card game that has Pokemon-like monsters. So before we get started, as always, I would like to thank everyone for dropping by and listening. I really do appreciate it. If you want to reach out to me, you can email me at duckyobrienshow at gmail.com or just visit my blog duckyobrien.com and that should have all the links to my outlets. I do also stream on Twitch if you want to drop by and say hi. I will say today's episode is going to be a little bit shorter because these games were a little bit more smaller in scope. And also I'm making a lot of coverage in a short amount of time so I can schedule the release. I'm getting kind of tired right now. <laughs> okay, why don't we get started with the first game. Soulite Scream is a visual novel set in a small town university. The story and visuals seem heavily inspired by anime. There is one major problem, however. The original language was not English, and let's just say the text feels like it was made using Google Translate sometimes. The inconsistent translation makes reading the novel very awkward at times. The occasional spelling error and sloppy grammar would have been okay, but the word choices definitely take you out of the story. They use words the average English-speaking person would not have in their daily lexicon. Those words may have fit in the narrative exposition of Sunlight Scream, but not so much in the dialogue between real people. No sane person would speak like that. The pacing could also use some slight improvement. Once you get into the main story, it actually starts to be interesting, but the beginning is very slow. Some minor edits to the start of the story to make it more concise would be beneficial in my opinion. Other than that, the rest of the game seemed to be well done enough. The art, sound, and music were acceptable. They did update the game, fixing some translation errors, but it still felt pretty awkward to me. Most of the reviews were positive and the game is only 3 bucks, so others may find it worth checking out. For additional information, Sunlight Scream has 100% positive reviews with a total of 22 reviews as of this writing on December 11, 2023. Sunlight Scream was developed and published by Faithy, was released on October 2nd, 2023, with an MSRP of $299 US dollars. I did receive a free key from Keymailer. Thank you so much for the key. I spent a total of 1.9 hours playing so far and only have 1 out of the 23 achievements. Okay, moving on to our second game, Pretty Girls Escape Plus. Pretty Girls Escape Plus is another fantastic puzzle game from the friendly folks at Zoo Corporation, featuring some, shall I say, well-endowed anime girls. The puzzle design in this game is actually fantastic. I usually blaze through most of their games in about 2 hours or so, unless it has an unlimited challenge mode. The later puzzles in Escape Plus actually require more thinking and strategy. I was actually stuck on a few levels, and I had to come back later to solve them. 
Either that or I'm getting old and my brain is dying. The puzzle mechanics are quite simple and intuitive, but the way new mechanics are layered in make them much more challenging to solve. The main mechanic is one that would be familiar to most gamers. Clicking on two or more adjacent blocks of the same color removes them from the playing field and the rest falls straight down. This process is repeated until the portraits of the anime protagonists can escape from the level by falling through the doors at the very bottom of the level, hence the title of the game, Pretty Girls Escape. The game would have been simple if this was the only mechanic, but they did add in things like immovable blocks, indestructible blocks, blocks with spikes that end the game if the portraits touch them, pistons that move every time you destroy blocks, and so forth. One neat level that was stuck on used the pistons, one key, and four colored blocks. It was a very simple puzzle in terms of the number of movable pieces, but the sequence in which you move the blocks made a whole world of difference. Puzzles like these felt great to solve and you could see the intentional design behind the puzzle and how the layout pointed to the solution. Escape Plus probably has the best designed puzzles from Zoo Corporation so far from all the games i played from them, and I have to say I did play most of their games. The game also has drawings of some buxom anime women, and while I'm not the biggest fan of that aspect of the game, the puzzles are definitely fantastic. For additional information, Pretty Girls Escape Plus has zero reviews as of this writing on December 11, 2023. Pretty Girls Escape Plus was developed and published by Zoo Corporation. It was released on November 23, 2023 with an MSRP of $4.99 US dollars. I did receive a free key from Zoo Corporation. Thank you so much for the key. I spent a total of 2.3 hours so far and have 8 out of the 12 achievements. As a side note here, I do want to mention I like the developers because they are very chill and very wholesome. Whenever I make coverage for them, I send them the links because I want to let them know that I, hey, I covered your game, I put in the work. I don't care if they link it or anything, but what they do is they take the time to respond to my emails and then they take the time to link all of my work on their Twitter feed. I think that's awesome. I, I don't see a lot of people doing that for small content creators. So when I see that, I want to help them out the best that I can. And, you know, it's like a it's like a feedback loop of positivity and encouragement, you know? Okay, moving on to our final game, Final Stardust Cosmic Nexus. Final Stardust Cosmic Nexus is a simple card game that features monsters with elemental properties like Pokemon. I'm playing the preview build, so not a lot of features are in the game yet, but I can write about what I played so far and how it feels. For starters, the game is very simple. The playing field only has three character slots, and the main cards you have are your basic monster cards, evolution cards, and some spell cards. The monsters have a health and attack rating. The way to win is to defeat all the opponent's monsters and attack the player directly until their health is brought down to zero. This is very similar to other card games such as Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic the Gathering, and Hearthstone. And much like other card games, there are two phases in Final Stardust. The first phase is where you can place down your monster and spell cards. The game only lets you play one monster and one spell card at a time. This makes things very simple. Using an evolution card also counts as playing one monster card. To use an evolution card, if you have a level 1 form, you just place down a level 2 form and it replaces that monster with the evolved form. You cannot play a level 2 form by itself. The second phase is the battle phase and this is where you can attack the opponent's monster cards or the opponent themselves if they have no defending monsters left. 
While I do like the game, I feel like the game is a little bit too simple. The amount of cards you have are very limited, and there's not much strategy involved. It just boils down to whoever can get more monsters down first wins, and there's really not much else you can do about it. I didn't try out the other decks, so maybe there are different strategies available, but considering there are only 3 monster slots on the field, and only one monster and spell card can be played during deployment, it really limits the available strategies you can use. I'm not saying this game needs to be super complex, I quite like the simple approach of Final Stardust. I do think it just needs a tad more than what it has currently. The feel of the game also needs to be improved. The user interface feels very clunky. Selecting cards feels unresponsive, but I hope this is fixed before the launch of the game. For a card game, it is essential that placing the cards down feels satisfying. There are other systems mentioned in the game, but they are not really functioning for the preview build. You can talk to characters and then battle them repeatedly to raise your relationship meter in order to unlock new cards. Overall, Final Stardust Cosmic Nexus does have some potential, but right now it feels a little too shallow and too repetitive in addition to the user interface feeling unresponsive, so it may be the case that the game will be much improved by launch. For additional information, Final Stardust Cosmic Nexus has zero reviews as of this writing as the game isn't out yet on December 11, 2023. Final Stardust Cosmic Nexus was developed by Naur Saidana. It will be releasing on December 15, 2023, and there is no pricing information. I did receive a free key from Keymailer. Thank you so much for the key. I spent a total so far of 0.8 hours playing the game, and there were no achievements. Okay, that's going to cover it for episode 39 of the Ducky O'Brien show. I covered three games. Once again, the games were Sunlight Scream, a visual novel, Pretty Girls Escape Plus, and Final Stardust Cosmic Nexus. Thank you so much for dropping by and listening. I really do appreciate it. If you want to reach out to me, you can email me at duckyobrienshow at gmail.com. The email is d-u-c-k-y-o-b-r-i-e-n s-h-o-w at gmail.com Once again, the email is duckyobrienshow at gmail.com You can also visit my blog, duckyobrien.com That has all the links to my outlets And I also stream on Twitch as well if you want to drop by and say hello So this should be the last Indie Games Galore for a while I am focusing on a different direction for content I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do, but so far the ideas I had were more highly produced video essays on some topics I would like to talk about. There's a lot that come to mind. I might not make videos on these, but topics like breaking down the survival crafting genre and why it's so addictive. I will probably make the day before video. If you guys don't know, it's a scam game. Developers made a fake trailer. A year later, the game dropped, and after four days, they closed the studio after making a couple million dollars. Now, so far, when I recorded this, this was on December 11th, 50% of the people have refunded the game, which is a very high percentage, and I don't know if the rest are going to get refunds as well. I kind of want to meme on him because they were lying every step of the way, and my goodness, there were some people who were foolish enough to support these developers. Now, some of them were... Definitely trying to troll people and farm jesters on the Steam forum, the little clown emotes. But yeah, I think some of them were actually foolish enough to trust these developers. 
It's another topic I have thought of, which was I made this prediction a while ago, and it's coming true already. Corporations are going to use AI influencers, so they can use the realistic ones, but it's going to be easier to use something like a VTuber avatar. And right now, Opera GX has their own VTuber named GX Aura, and I think it's a real person. But yeah, the reason why I think this is that it's gonna be easier to use an AI-run VTuber avatar because you don't have to pay a human. You only have to pay the initial cost of setting that up, and then maybe an engineer to tweak it every once in a while. There's no profit sharing with another human. You have total control over it. You can control what they say. That AI VTuber would have no ethics, morals, or conscience, no beliefs, so they can just say whatever the corporation wants. And also, corporations have a lot more money and clout. They can just bully you out of any platform just by throwing money. You can't beat them. And the reason why they would do this, other than the reasons I listed above, is that it's just advertisement. It's another way to advertise. Like having an influencer is more effective at advertising than playing actual ads. I'm using the term influencer in air quotes because I don't know. I think it's really stupid. Anyways, I could do that, or I can make better reviews, which I probably won't do. And then I also am really into the Chinese handhelds, the handheld gaming consoles. I'm looking at a specific. I may have acquired some by the time this podcast episode comes out. I'm looking at the Ambernic RG35XX Plus and the Miu Mini Plus. I'm looking at vertical handhelds specifically. I already have a Steam Deck, so I don't really need another horizontal form factor one. But I will, if I make money, I will buy all of them, like literally all of them, every single one. <laughs> Amber, Nick, Pow, Kitty. If I can afford it, I Neo. Any company that makes it, I'm gonna buy each handheld and I wanna review it. I wanna experiment with it. I'm really into these handhelds, and I don't know why, but it's something I'm actually passionate about right now, and I. I haven't really found something I was this interested in before. I know uh, the Ioneo vertical handheld was announced, but it looks nice from the prototype pictures. But I don't really know why they made it because if it's gonna be expensive, I don't think it makes sense because there are no analog sticks on it, so you can only play up to PlayStation One games and a few, you know, other games. But like. You're limiting the amount of games you can play on it by removing analog sticks. So if you put nice hardware in, it doesn't really make sense. On the flip side, if it can only play up to like let's say PS1 games and it's expensive, like why would I pick that over the Ambernic or the Miu Mini? Like it doesn't really <laughs> make sense. My hope is that it is a very nice sub $100. Handheld console that can run up to PlayStation One with no problem. That's what I'm looking for. You know, if you're gonna pay a premium, you might as well buy the analog pocket at that point. Like I, I don't get why you would just not buy that. And this is leading into another interest. Recently, I found out people are still making Game Boy Color games and selling physical cartridges of it. So I kind of want to experiment. There is a piece of software called GB Studio, where you don't need to know coding at all. You can just use drag and drop to make your own Game Boy Color games, and you can export it into a ROM. So I want to experiment with that. We'll see how far I get. If I do any of these things, I will obviously make a podcast episode, and it won't be too late because the reason why I'm scheduling out all this content, I'm going to be visiting me grandmums 
for about a month. So during that month, I'm going to try to grind one project and do it very well. Uh, but we'll see what happens. And so by the time these episodes have finished airing, I will be able to make an update episode. And it'll be around the time where I'll be back home. Hopefully, if all things go well. Anyways, that's it. That's a brief update of what I'm doing. <laughs> I know there's not a lot of people listening to this podcast. But you know what? You, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going because it really doesn't matter how many people are listening. I just want to make this podcast the way that I want to make it. Whatever I feel like doing for that episode, it keeps me sane. I just want to get things off my chest, kind of express myself. Okay, that's going to be it. I had some free time to ramble. I like doing that. I don't know if you guys enjoy listening to that, but unfortunately, I am going to have some episodes where I'm just rambling with no script. Once again, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. And as always, hope you guys are staying safe and seeing out there. And I'll catch you guys next time.